0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. This is episode 161 of our little podcast designed and curated and put together to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming in life's everyday challenges. It's great to have you with me again. Thank you so much for spending another episode together. If you want to know more about me, check out lancebain.com, l-a-n-c-e-b-a-n-e.com. There's a number of resources there for you. You can also communicate with me. I would love for you, it really. It not only would I love it, I need it, and I need it, and I love it <laughs> for you to share a review wherever you may be listening, leave a rating and share this with your friends as well. Hey, it's just good to be back together today. I want to talk about a leader's attitude, the leader's attitude, and I think about this because last week in my uh, leadership arena, I was spending some time thinking and, and praying and just reflecting on some things that were happening in my own life, my family, and the area of my leadership, and I realized that a, a real heaviness had sort of come upon me, and was just affecting my my attitude. It was affecting my vision and just what not only what i saw but how i saw it what i believed about it what i believed about these circumstances and and i'm really grateful that i was able to see it because it afforded me an opportunity to 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 make a change to change my attitude and so i want to talk to you today about the leader's attitude about your attitude and why it is so important and i want to share with you today two metaphors that I believe can serve as parables, if you will, to help us understand the power of the attitude, its influence, and then share with you a few suggestions on how we can really manage a healthy and positive attitude. And first, let me say, uh, if I sound a little different this week, it's because I'm battling a head cold. And so if I sound a little nasally, I uh, apologize for that. I'm working my way through it. A leader's... We're going to have a good attitude about it, though, aren't we? (laughs) A leader's attitude, so important. You know, attitude is a choice. I remember John Maxwell said that attitude determines altitude. I'm going to talk about that today. And I was also thinking about the movie Remember the Titans. I enjoy that movie. And uh, based on a true story, if you've never seen the movie, of a high school in Virginia that is integrated black and white, and it's set around a football narrative where black students and white students that played football uh, had to come together and learn how to get along and play together, and they end up having an amazing season and overcoming great challenges. One of those challenges clearly was a race issue. Excuse me. And I remember in one particular scene in the movie, the star white player could not get along with the star black player, and they were just really doing their own thing that benefited themselves and, and their particular uh, friends. And there's one part where the white player sort of calls out the black player, and the, they're having a real intense conversation, and the black player says to the, to the white kid, he says, leadership determines attitude. He says, attitude reflects leadership. Attitude is so important, and it has such a powerful effect upon our leadership environment. The people we're leading, the way we lead, the the morale of those that we're leading, the enjoyment, the pleasure, the effectiveness, the sustainability, the efficiency of our leadership environment. And a leader's attitude is so powerful, and what I love about attitude is that it's a choice. You and I can make a choice to have a better attitude because we are responsible for our attitude. No one else is responsible for our attitude. No circumstance should have the power to determine consistently what your attitude and what my attitude will be. I was listening to a teaching recently by A man, and he was talking about the power of attitude, and he was quoting a story by Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl was a Holocaust um, imprisoned in the Holocaust camps, and he many of his family members died, and Viktor Frankl survived the Holocaust camps, and he became a motivational speaker. Lived for many years, and one of he attributes to one of his real surviving factors was this idea. He said, "I will never hate." One of the Nazis for what they're doing. I will never hate one of them. They might kill my body and they might kill my family, but I refuse to let them determine my attitude and the quality of my inner world. That's the power of attitude. We get to choose. It's not always easy, but it is our choice. And and I would say attitude, what is attitude? It's I would say it's how we describe the tone of our being. And the tone of our being is based upon thoughts, beliefs, and feelings, primarily. Our thoughts often generate our feelings, how we perceive something, what we believe about a situation or a person creates these feelings, and so beliefs and thoughts working together create feelings, and it sort of just creates like a cloud around us. You've been around really positive people, that's their attitude. You've been around really negative people it's their attitude. The attitude is how we describe the general tone of how all of these work together. Thoughts, beliefs, and feelings. And so let me use two metaphors to describe for you um, the power of attitude and its ability to influence our environment. So if attitude is a choice and it's something that we are responsible for, then let me give you two metaphors to help us navigate that. The first one is that of an elevator. You know, earlier I said that John Maxwell is famous for saying that attitude determines altitude. Remember, the Titans tells us that attitude is a reflection of leadership. How are you leading yourself? how are you being led by others? Who's influencing you? Is it the headlines? Is it the negative headlines? Is it the woke society, the non-woke society? Is it the left? Is it the right? Is it somewhere in between and something outside of all of that? Are you a person of faith, and so your relationship with God influences your attitude? Attitude determines altitude, and attitude is like an elevator. It can take you to new heights, or it can take you to new lows, and you really determine that. You know, when I was driving to church on Sunday, which is my primary place of leadership, I looked over to my wife and I said, you know what, I'm going to believe something today. It's not that I'm going to have a vacuum of beliefs where no beliefs exist. I'm going to choose to believe something today, and I'm going to exercise my free will to choose to believe that today is going to be a great day. We're going to have an opportunity to love people, to serve people, to add value to their lives, to create a place where they can encounter the love of God divinely, and they can encounter the love of God that we find within each other. We're going to have a great day. We're going to have a positive attitude. We're going to have an attitude of faith and expectancy, believing that at any moment something fabulous and supernatural can happen because God is good and because he is with us and he is for us. I'm going to have an attitude today of excitement and optimism and believing in the people that are surrounding my life. I'm going to choose to believe that there's gold within them, even if what lands upon me is the cold dust of their own dark attitude. I'm going to choose to believe that beyond the cold dust of their behavior, a diamond is being built Friends, you're going to believe something. I'm asking you to look at the quality of your attitude and make better choices because your attitude, in my attitude, serves as an elevator and it can take us to new heights or new lows. And the reason that is important is because height is about perspective. It's about how you see your problems, how you see your opportunities. It's about how you see yourself and how you see other people. What I also love about the elevator metaphor is that you can take others with you on the elevator. You can inspire other people to come to work with a better attitude, even when there's problems and challenges, relational conflicts, and the numbers aren't meeting what you want, and you're not seeing the kind of breakthroughs and movement and momentum that you really want. Friends, start with what you're thinking about, what you're meditating upon, and just make a decision to have a better attitude. Have a hopeful attitude. Have a life giving attitude. Have the attitude of a servant and get on that elevator of your attitude and take people with you to new heights. And maybe you need to go lower. Uh, it, not to, to get off and, and look at the low way of things, but to grab some people that are in the basement of their attitude and get over and say, come up higher, come up higher, and let's see our problems, our attitudes, our opportunities, and see one another from a new and fresh perspective. Attitude determines your altitude and Go to the new vistas of hope and life and joy and collaboration and excitement and breakthrough and reaching new goals and moving things forward. You may be listening and saying, Lance, this sounds kind of Pollyannish. I mean, just all of these positive words. Friends, I'm telling you, it's the power of attitude. I mean, if you don't listen to this little podcast and you don't believe what I'm telling you today, then just do your own internet search. Go buy some books on the winning attitude by John Maxwell or just search within your local podcast provider, Attitude, and begin to listen about the power of positive attitudes and the the power of negative attitudes. Psychology will back this up, science will back this up, people's own stories will back this up. This is not Pollyannish, friends. This is me simply exhorting you to be mindful of your attitude and to recognize. That in one way, your attitude serves as an elevator for your organization. Secondly, your attitude is a thermostat. Now, sometimes I'm more of a thermometer than I am a thermostat. You've probably heard this parable before. I can, like a, therm- like a thermometer, I can measure the temperature of a room. I can measure the temperature of my own heart. But different than a thermostat, I don't have the ability to change the environment or the atmosphere. You see, a thermostat also has a thermometer, it also checks the temperature of the environment, but it then has the power to change the environment. Isn't that amazing? Your attitude is a thermostat. It's not a thermometer. And if we don't get this in right order, then we will misidentify our attitude as a thermometer and we just simply reflect what the environment is. Everyone is so negative or no one's working hard enough or why are they always complaining or why can't they be more on board or why are they so selfish or why don't they think about others? We're We're just being thermometers. We're just simply telling the room what the temperature is. But friends, attitude is a thermostat. It not only can measure the temperature and the ambiance and the attitude and the tone of a room, but it has the power to change it. There are three things that I thought about a thermostat that really make it work. Number one, it's got to have a power source. A thermostat's got to have a power source. A thermometer doesn't really need a power source, but a thermostat does need a power source. And what's your power source for your attitude as a thermostat? I wrote down a few ideas. One might be positional power. You just have been given a position in your organization where you have the power to change the atmosphere. Maybe it's relational power. You may not have the right title and you don't need a title to be a leader, but you have the kind of friendships and influence where you can change the environment. Maybe it's a historical power where you just recognize that you have a long-term history with an organization or with people, and that history creates for you credibility. And so you have power simply because people give it to you, not by your position or simply by the level of relationship they have with you, but they see you as historically credible. Another way in which you might have power is wisdom you are perceived to be as a person that is wise, academically wise, life experience wise, organizationally wise. If your attitude is going to be a thermostat, you've got to have a power source. Secondly, your thermostat has to have the ability to measure what's going on in the room. Listen for tone. Listen for content. Have a feel. Think about what's being said. We have this intuitive ability about us as people to be able to pick up on when there's heaviness in a room or sadness in a room or muddiness and you're just walking through mud or there's great celebration and enthusiasm and momentum in a room. You've got to be able to measure it and determine what is needed. How do we, if needed, change the atmosphere? My family and I have a running battle on our thermostat at home. For one family member, it's always too cold, and so they're turning it up, and all I see are money flying out the door in my utility bill, and so I go and I turn it down because it's about what we get comfortable living with. And one says this is too cold, and so they adjust it. Another one says it's too hot, and so they adjust it. Thermostats are going to measure what you need and what you want and when it needs to change attitude as a thermostat will make the change. And that's the third part about a thermostat. Not only does it have to have a power source and not only can it measure, but it can affect change. <laughs> well, I'm sitting at home and I hear the thermostat kick on. I'm like, hmm, the thermometer in my thermostat is telling me that the temperature in the room is not at the desired level at which I have pre-programmed it. It's going to make a change. And I feel the warm air blowing or I feel the cold air blowing What is it that can affect change when your attitude needs to change the atmosphere of the room? Stories can change the atmosphere of a room. Stories can change people's attitude. When I'm struggling, I think about positive stories. I have, as I've said before on previous podcasts, I utilize Instagram and Facebook and social media places to find great stories that are life-giving and loving and put goosebumps on my skin and maybe a tear on my cheek because they're so moving. I need to feed on those kind of stories. Your leadership environment needs to feed on those kind of stories. Motivation. Maybe it's rehearsing the previous quarter's numbers or motivation through sharing God stories and breakthroughs and miracles and the power of endurance and perseverance and what's going on. I tell you, I just read an article today about Howard Schultz and he is renewing his CEO role in Starbucks. And one of the things he's doing is he's traveling the country and he's just simply listening to the employees. It was an Inc. Magazine article, INC, Incorporated Magazine, and they were talking about the power of listening for emotional intelligence and to build collaboration and trust with your organization. Simply listening to what's going on in your organization and your ministry can affect change. That's how you can leverage your attitude to really empower and help other people. And just being loving being loving, being an empathic listener, and a compassionate servant of other people can affect change. So elevators as attitude takes you to new heights. It's about vision and perspective, and you can take others with you. Attitude is a thermostat. You're connected to a good power source, and you measure what's going on, and you leverage the kind of skills that can affect positive change. A leader's attitude. So let me share with you quickly five suggestions for how you can change your own attitude. First is simply find hope. Find hope somewhere, friends. Stories, news articles, podcasts, conversations with friends, reading through your journal, recalling old stories, borrowing stories from other people. Find hope. Secondly, remember the good times. You've had good times. I've had good times. Maybe today it's a bad time. Maybe right now you're in a difficult season. You can still have a positive and hopeful attitude even And that doesn't mean that there isn't sorrow or grief or tears. There are, my friends. That's important. And I just want hope to have the last word in your story. Remember the good times. Recall those moments. Thirdly, meditate on good things. What are you thinking about? What's the narrative that's running through the inner dialogue of your mind and your heart? What, for me as a Christian, I love to meditate on Bible verses because I believe they are divinely inspired, powerful promises that can affect the trajectory and quality of a human being's life, particularly my life and those that I love. And so what are you meditating on? What are you chewing on? What you know? Worry is simply meditating on the negative things. Worry is just a form of meditation. Well, if you're going to meditate on something, then choose to meditate on those things that give you hope and promise and life and wisdom. The fourth suggestion is to um, correct the unhealthy things. I mean, you know, look, we can sit here and be very positive about attitude, but sometimes th- what needs there needs to be real change. And so you getting in, rolling up your sleeves, working hard, collaboratively, patiently, yet assertively correct the things that are unhealthy. And oftentimes that will bring a positive change to your attitude and to the attitude of other people. The fifth suggestion I have for you in uh, having a positive and a good attitude is simply make a choice. As I shared with you, driving to my arena of leadership on Sunday morning in my car, I live two miles from my workplace. It's a seven-minute drive when traffic is heavy. I had seven minutes to find a positive attitude, and I simply made a choice. Friends, I'm encouraging you, simply make a choice. You're going to believe something. Believe those things that help you have the kind of attitude that can move your organization forward. Thanks for listening. Episode 161 of our little podcast. Today, the leader's attitude. Friends, I love you. Hope to hear from you. LanceBain.com. Stay helpful. Stay hopeful. Stay healthy. I'll talk to you again next week.